0: Welcome to Center Stage, my name is Mark Gordon. On this show, we're gonna talk with Ben Hosey, the writer and director of PVT Chat. Center Stage, Center Stage, Center, Center, Center Stage. Center Stage. How would you best describe this film?
1: I would say it's an erotic drama about Loneliness about exploitation. It kind of has modern film noir themes, but what I really want people to take from it is that it's it's a a genuine romance. Um, It's not exactly a a straight up romantic comedy, but it, it is it is about an earnest relationship with two people. The relationship develops in sort of a unlikely world, but it's genuine nonetheless. The subject matter could lend itself to nihilism. You know, it's a story about a guy who's obsessed with a cam girl. We could imagine like a Travis Bickle type character or an an, an incel type character where he is uh, so alienated from people in his day-to-day life that he can only connect with people online. And then you can imagine something really violent happening at the end or something like that. I didn't want to make that kind of movie. It's kind of a catfish story. If someone gets lured in by someone's fake internet persona, and then they uh, get the rug pulled out from under them. That is an aspect of the movie, but it's not, it's only uh, the surface of the movie. I wanted to make a movie about genuine connection and to show that, yes, there's a lot of uh, fakery and trickery on the internet, but people do also genuinely connect and fall in love over the internet. I kind of wanted that to be an aspect of the movie.
0: I just saw an article about uh, somebody who worked for The New Yorker. They were doing a Zoom meeting and, he didn't realize his camera's on, but he was caught masturbating.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I love that story. Yeah.
0: It's crazy. And pretty much that's the opening of your film. Yeah. It's pretty open and exposed for someone to be that freed up to do, to do that type of performance.
1: Well, I don't think um, most actors would want to do it. You need a special kind of uh, courageous, brave actor who's, you can't be vain at all. You have to, you know, it's not a flattering thing to shit to show yourself masturbating in a dimly lit room. You know what I mean? Uh, luckily, Peter is a really adventurous guy. He directed his own movie called assholes, which came out in 2018, which he also acts in. And that movie is wild. There's a lot of, um, a lot of things you wouldn't normally see in movies about people who have uh, a fetish for, Butts, essentially. You can imagine where the movie goes, right? So I thought, okay, the guy who made this movie, I think he understood that there's something that can happen in movies where you push the boundaries of what is normally accepted. I mean, that's, I've always thought that's kind of what the role of an artist is, is to push boundaries. And I told him, I don't want to make anything pornographic with Private Chat, but I want to make something that's really realistic. And he's like, yes, I totally get that. As an actor, I want to go there. He was very oh he was down to do anything really as long as it served the film and everyone around was comfortable you know we've seen naked women naked beautiful women in in movies for as long as there have been movies we we haven't really seen the male side of it male masturbation so that that was more what i was interested in actually because you know jack's the main character i don't in in, in any way just want to be another movie that's just kind of showing off um you know this beautiful femme fatale Uh, It's more, I I was like, really the nudity I'm really interested in is the male masturbation. And he was totally, he was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. And to his credit, he, um, you know, he was really able to kind of lose himself. And when we rolled the camera, you know, what was always there hundred percent. What's shocking about it is, is people intuitively think, oh, this can't be faked. You can't fake an erection, right? I mean, you could get like a prosthetic thing or something like that, but it, you know, we, we I, I go to great lengths to show the audience, no, this is actually real. And he's acting of course, but it makes people uncomfortable, which I, I, I understand, which is why it's a R rated movie. You know, I'm, you know, little kids are not supposed to watch it, but so much stuff is phony out there. You know, that that's, that's why uh, showing the explicit sex was important to me. I, I don't want the audience to watch my movie and be like oh that was that was bullshit you know i want them to see it and be like wow that's that reflects my own experience of the world and of sex and i can't believe i can't believe they showed that you know what i really look for in movies is this perfect synthesis between total realism and total artifice and i think that's really the story of the movies that's what movies do because anytime you film somebody even if you film somebody just walking across the street they actually have to walk across the street. That's why movies are so dangerous. Maybe people that don't work in movies don't quite realize that there, there is, you just, they are absolutely real. If you have to kiss someone in a scene, there's, of course, if you're an actor, there's craft, but you also just have to kiss them. You kiss them after that, you know? There's something, you're playing with the flame of life when you make a movie, but of course it's all fiction. A lot of distributors were, really didn't want to touch the movie because of the male nudity. This is a phrase, I kid you not, I heard many, many times. They said, female nudity, that's art. But a male male nudity, that's just obscene, you know? They're like, we'll buy the movie if you can cut out the penis, you know? I heard that like 10 times, I kid you not. And I thought, this is so absurd that, you know, we live in a world where, you know, kids are watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre 7, nothing against those movies, but we can't show a penis in movies? It's like, there's something... I, I almost am on this crusade now, like fighting for penis in movies. You know, there's no violence in the movie. No one even gets slapped or anything. And yet, because there's a penis, it's, it's criminal, it's obscene. I, like, I find that one of the major issues of, of our culture, that we're so afraid of sex that, you know.
0: What type of research did you do?
1: I talked to a lot of cam girls. I would do the thing where it's like, okay, I'll give you, uh, you know, 20, 25 bucks or something if I can interview you for 10, 15 minutes. And just kind of be like, so what is it like to be a camera? girl? What, what do you like about it? You know, wh- how did you get into it? These kind of things. And I think for like of the six I talked to, five of them had like really uh, sad stories where they're like, the reason I'm camming is, um, you know, I have children at home and I can't feed them unless I do this. And my boyfriend does it too. He's also a cam artist. And I'm like, oh, is that your room? And they're like, no, this is a brothel set up. And there's like 10 of us and we all have these rooms and it just looked like a regular girl's bedroom. Like, why don't you just do it from home? She's like, oh, because I have like five kids. I didn't want to tell that kind of story, to be honest. I've seen that story in cinema, even though it's a truthful story to a certain degree. I wanted to tell a story about maybe a smaller sliver of um, sex workers what I would call like the freelance middle-class sex worker, which is like someone who does it out of choice because they're good at it and they kind of enjoy it. A lot of the cam girl sites now from what I understand to protect uh, the performer's identity, the men and women um, performers that like, if you, if I'm trying to cam with somebody in um, and I'm in New York, it'll see my IP address is in New York and it'll bounce me to people in like Russia or something. So, so if my next door neighbor happens to be um, a cam performer, I, I won't get them randomly. They're, they, they're not like in my available performers or whatever. So there's no threat of like, oh, like accidentally, you know, camming with your uncle or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Mom, is that you?
0: <laughs> what did you learn about making a film by doing this one?
1: One of the ideas of the movie is that the whole thing is shot on a wide-angle lens, uh, which kind of kind of mimics how a webcam sees the world. It's a little bit distorted and curved. So many of my favorite movies of the last ten years, like the um, the last few Terrence Malick movies, have you seen those? I
0: love Terrence Malick.
1: His camera moves around in the world. His movies they almost feel three D, even though they're not, because that lens allows and, and the way that it's the choreographed, things like almost pop out at you and this. Sort of picture book kind of way, and so I um I wanted to do that. I shot the whole movie with that one lens. This is a sort of a very simple lesson I learned. I thought, wow, it'll really immerse people into this perspective, and I think it certainly does. But, uh, but what happens is, after watching the movie, your eye quickly adjusts to that being the reality, and so it no longer feels distorted or particularly wide. Next time I make a movie, I need to juxtapose more, have have more telephoto shots and regular shots and then and then really use that wide angle camera for choice moments because it was actually just really logistically difficult to shoot the whole movie with a wide angle lens because I have to be right there in front of the actors. I can never be far away just there's so many issues with lighting and movement and choreography that you know that choice actually became kind of cumbersome. And you know, a funny story is I was so, when I was editing the movie and, and filming, I got so used to seeing things uh, from that wide angle perspective that I remember going to the cinema and as soon as a trailer came on and like everything is just shot in normal lenses and it like shocked me like, whoa, every, everything looks so wrong now, you
0: know? What would you like an audience to go away with after they see your film?
1: Well, I would like a, to leave it in this uh, a sort of feeling of hope the two characters, they, they fall in love genuinely. I think in the movie it's, it's um, and it's not necessarily a romantic love. I don't think it's going to be happily ever after, but it's a, it's a true platonic love. I want people to, when the movie's over, be genuinely surprised that despite the movie being perverted and exploring themes of exploitation shows really just how human connection can happen. You know, I didn't want to make a a cynical movie.
0: PVT Chat is currently streaming at Lemley Virtual Cinema. For more information, visit watch.lemley.com. Until next time, this is Mark Gordon, and I'll see you center stage. Center stage, center stage, center, center, center stage. Center stage.
1: This is Homer Simpson. Whenever I want to know what's going
0: on in the entertainment world, I listen to Center Stage with Mark Gordon.